Coming in on three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Bruce Booze and Reviews. Yeah! I like this shot full of shit. That's about it. <laughs> was that was that recorded? <laughs> it's not an episode if you didn't make something up. And the average for the beer that everybody loves is really high. I like getting shit on. Ring on your finger. Don't say the ring. <laughs> it's it's a, works, you look like you're available. It's an oil ring, and it's on the inside of my knees. <laughs> and with that, welcome to another episode of uh-huh, Brews, Booze, and Reviews, a childish podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host Knox. With me today is Bigger. I'm here. And Chris. I'm a stowaway. Yeah, we we're on a 250 mile trip from home currently, and we're sitting here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Three and a half hour tour. Yep. <laughs> it's hot as hell down here. It's like I'm in the south. I like how you said hot as hell. It's like 50. Well, yeah, but we're south, right? This yeah, is, we're in the south. This is the the hot south. I'm like, oh, oh my <laughs> I have a Jesus. lot of mass. I sweat. <laughs> it is, we're just exiting sweating season for you, aren't we? I thought yes, you were going to say eczema there for a second. I'm like, Jesus, that's too old. We're too old now. <laughs> eczema so is not what, just for old people. What are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah, eggs are for no everybody. Idea. Do you know what eczema is? Skin thing where it's flaky? Good job. Look at okay. you. It's like a, like a pie crust flaky. Oh, <laughs> yummy. Wow. <laughs> That makes you hungry. So, yeah, right? <laughs> so now we come down to South Dakota, and we're here in Sioux Falls, and we're here today at Severance Brewing. We're going to talk to Mark today. How are you doing, Mark? You're I'm a co order, right? I am. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how Severance Brewing got started and all that jazz up until now. Oh, boy. It's a, it's a real interesting story. So um, we'll, be, we'll judge you on this. Yeah, right. So um, the ownership group here is really small. It's myself and my wife, Jen, um, and Scott Heckel and his wife, Melissa. So it's just the four of us. Okay. Um, and Scott's been a home brewer for a decade before we opened. Um, and him and I both kind of, well, we met through our wives who have been best friends since kindergarten. So... We both got sick of our jobs. Uh, he was corporate IT. I was coaching college basketball and teaching kinesiology, biomechanics, that sort of fun where stuff. Were you, where were you teaching? I was at Augustana. So oh. I was coaching women's basketball at Augustana. I did that for 11 years. So what's, your, what's your best move? Ooh. I have a really good crossover, but I was more of a three-point shooter. Yeah? Yeah. Put me in the too corner. Hard? Yeah. Is that because yeah. you were too short? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I could dunk back in the day. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was 15 years ago. Me too, but it was uh, but it was a volleyball. Right. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> of, fair enough. Speaking of dunking, I see there's like a cookie shop right next door over here. So. There, there is. Mary's Mountain Cookies. They're not quite open yet, oh. um, but they're just started construction. That's how I dunk. That's how you dunk. Fair <laughs> enough. The Oreo cookies. Yeah. We're going to try and do something with, apparently their fudge is phenomenal. So we're going to try and do something. Like a fudge style? Yeah, something. Mm. We're, they're supposed to open middle of November. Right on. So, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. This will be out right. by then. This yeah. is right in time right. for sitting yep. season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you were saying. Yeah. So um, we both left our jobs at the same time. Um, and we sat down and Scott had wanted to open a brewery for five or six years and it actually looked at a couple spaces years prior um and the timing just didn't work out with family kids that sort of stuff um but we ended up both leaving our jobs at the same time and we sat down and said all right let's 
do this. Um, and so then we threw together a business plan um, that took seven or eight versions. Um, but And then we settled on the name Severance because we both quit hoping we were going to get severance packages. Yeah. Really? <laughs> how how good a planning was that, uh, uh, guys? It was, it was not great. Um, but no, <laughs> it, 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 worked it, out. It, it turned out awesome. So we named it severance and then we've turned this into our own personal severance package. Nice. So that, that's where the name severance comes from. Hell yeah. Cause you live here basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, we looked all over Sioux Falls for a location. Um, and then we ended up kind of, stumbling into the location we're at now um we signed a lease before they had even, ever put a shovel in the ground oh, for this building so um we took the first two spaces that we liked mm-hmm. uh with the end that had the possibility of a patio and stuff like that and uh the developer put up the walls and then anything you see interior construction that's not electrical plumbing or hvac uh we did ourselves so my, my, myself and scott and scott's dad who's uh, retired contractor kept his license for one year so he could be our general um but yeah all the tile work all the woodwork um everything like that we did everything ourselves and then nuts yeah and then my wife did all of our interior design um so all the tables jennifer jennifer shout out to jennifer yeah interior Uh, design yeah and it's really she's a nurse so really nice space beautiful yeah Yeah, so it's her hobby uh she kind of does it as a fun thing so she did all of that and uh we don't get paid to do this harley so this is our hobby right, right. Say, so that's just yeah. technical terms for you she's not getting paid we're just right. taking drinking to the next level right of right a hobby yeah and then scott's wife melissa owns her own uh company uh design marketing that sort of stuff so she does all of our social media all of our uh designing of apparel all of our can designs and she does all of that for us so nice. it is everything's pretty much kept in-house that's, that's pretty beautiful. awesome Keep I it like in the family. It. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, what year did this actually get in here to design everything? What, what, what day did you open up? What was we it? opened August second of nineteen two thousand nineteen. So we're yeah, so we're just past two years now. Remember what beers you had on tap at the first time? How many did you have on? We I I believe it was fourteen. 14. It was either fourteen or sixteen opening day. Uh, oh, that's that's kind of, yeah. yeah. And we got our equipment in, and our first brew day was early July. So we turned around 14. Scott turned around 14 beers in a month. Right. That's impressive. Wow. So he, he lived here for a month, minus <laughs> minus the cot. We actually do have it written in our lease that if he needs to sleep here on a cot, we're okay to do that. The developer said, yeah, you go ahead. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so nice. he didn't quite get to that point, but we were close. How many fermenters do you have back there? We have six. So six. we have... Uh, Four, uh, you have seven barrel system. Seven barrel. Seven barrel. Yeah. System. So we have four seven barrel and then a couple uh, fourteen. Okay. So excellent. Yeah. So we do kind of all of our staples. We a lot of times our hazy IPAs stuff like that that we go through. He'll brew a double batch, brew it just twice in one day, and fill up one of the big guys. Um, but everything else we do in the smaller ones. That's fucking awesome. Like you have like a lot. Like today we sampled sixteen brews yeah. that you made. We got after it. Yeah, <laughs> that's well done. Not and, quite the Drecker twenty two, bo- but you know that's a, that was a I, lot. It's all for our listeners. Yep, I, I believe that was sixteen in one hour too. That was yeah. that was yeah. really well done. We plow through that's, things, and they uh, were sixteen ounce too. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Sample shit for us. Yeah, <laughs> so about an hour. About that's an hour efficiency. From, yeah, so about an hour from now, we'll be uh, you won't be able to understand us. So let's get through this stuff, right? 
It's, um, a, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. It's a, I can still do it. You can still do it. All right. Well, <laughs> well we're done. good to go. <laughs> what else would you like to talk to us about uh, with Severance Group? Well, you know, it's been a really poor time to open a brewery um, with everything that was going on in the world. Um, but so we made it um, our first three or four months. We had August, September, October. And then the winter hit, which is no friend to any brewery, restaurant, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, we made it through the winter. We were excited. And then March 2020 hit. And, and then womp, co- womp, womp, COVID womp. hits. And then we're <laughs> kind of like everybody else, um, trying to find a way to stay afloat. Um, we didn't officially get closed down, but we were the city was in a mandate where you could only have 10 people in at a time. So at that point, we said, what's the point? So we went to, to go only for multiple months. Mm-hmm. Um and our big decision, which looking back on it, I, it turned out to be a really smart decision. At the time, we weren't sure what we were doing, uh, but we ended up buying a canning line mm-hmm. in the middle of um, in the middle of the pandemic. So we spent money, um, started canning sixteen ounce cans of three or four different options at a time, and uh, that went really, really well. Went better than we ever anticipated for us. And we paid for the canning line in about two months with our, with our retail sales. So it was, it was a wise investment, but in the middle of the time when there's no money coming in to write a big check to go out was a little bit scary, but, uh, but we did what everybody tried to do and pivot and find a way to survive. And, we're still here, so so pretty strong. Pivot community. is a basketball term. It is uh, a basketball term. It is. Right? Well it done. could be a boxing term as well. <laughs> That's well done. Good pickup on that. <laughs> what kind of cans do you have here now in the tap room? So we have uh, currently we have four different options in cans. Um, we always have Love Notes, which is our hazy IPA. It's one of our flagship beers, um, and then we rotate usually everything seasonally. Um, so right now we have. Uh, color me curious which is our sour stout so it's we describe it to people who have never had one as it tastes like a raspberry tootsie pop um you kind of get the raspberry and then you get the chocolate from when you get to the center of the tootsie pop um, <laughs> how many licks uh, however many you oh, need it was um, two, the uh, owl says three you write the you owl. rate these in sips not licks i'm not sure how you guys have liquided before but that's how it's done now liquided i like yeah. that word that's a good word liquided. choice um, and then we do have a, we have our Supercon beer, which is an American wheat. Um, we'll talk and, about that here in a little bit. Yeah. And then we have a Koala Dropkick, which is a double hazy IPA, which all of the hops are from Australia. That's the name Koala Dropkick. So what size are those cans over there? Though? Those are 16s. Oh, are, those the, 16s? are the ones that we sell. We do have the Crowlers, which are 25.4. The 750 milliliter? Yeah. Yep. The 750. So they, those can be, we can do anything we have on tap in those. Nice. So. It's a wide variety. It is. You were talking about, you know, you had a, it was to go only for a while and, and you made it through. And uh, so I was going to say, pretty good uh, community coming out to support local breweries and local. I'm glad you had this one prepared and you, you got through it real well. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we, were, we were really fortunate. Um, with the building we're in, we do have, um, you know, quite a few units and apartments and stuff above us. Um, and around us in the downtown area, but Sioux Falls has a really good craft beer scene. Um, there were a lot of people that we, we set up online ordering, which we didn't have before the pandemic either. So we set that up. Um, they'd order for us on Monday. They'd order from Woodgrain or Fernson or Remedy or Covert or whoever else in town on Tuesday. And they'd go to somebody else and get it Wednesday. And you could just count on their weekly orders. Um, nice. And it was, you know, it, even if it was just one crawler at a time for $9. 
But I mean, every little bit coming in during a pandemic helped. So for yeah, sure, we were we were very very lucky to have the sport we do. Yeah, it's uh, noticed a lot too in the Fargo Moorhead area. There's quite a few breweries and. You'd make your rounds every week, kind of like, like that. <laughs> I would anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the amount of people that came in and said, this is an every week thing. We I go to every brewery every week. And I bought my first beer fridge uh, <laughs> last year, too. I'm like, how do you keep this stocked? No, this yeah, is how? There you every go. week, just take a round. Yeah. <laughs> All the new releases, check them out. Mm-hmm. Bundles of crawlers at a time. Cause I, I was asking my original question because it's like uh, 4 o'clock. And there's been quite a crowd in here coming and going. And I'm like, do these fuckers have jobs? Um, no. Okay, good. <laughs> All the better to be here then. Yes. Yeah, so and and it, our location actually really does help us with nice days like this. We're right across from Falls Park. The amount of people that are in from out of town that tour the park, which is, you know, Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. um, that walk up and they see us. They oh, immediately beer. come in and go, all right, I've been walking too long. I've been exercising. I need a beer. So (laughs) we do get quite a bit of traffic out of the falls and falls park. So you have some, uh, uh, low ABV options for the people that want to keep walking. We do like the Pilsner Americana that we're having right now. Yeah. 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 So three, that's about 3.5. So we do have quite a few of the, uh, lower ABV, um, things. And we occasionally throw in some eight, nine, I I mean, you've got some percent stuff. You've got some sevens, eight, sixes too. But yeah, I, I was surprised to see that, uh, that the hitchhiker, uh, the ambidextrous hitchhiker is just three percent alcohol. Yeah, it is. And I mean, uh, and, it, and that's our that's our kettle sour. And every time we brew it, we change the fruit that's in it just to keep it different, um, keep it fun. Uh, but yeah, nice low ABV. We go through a ton of that in the summer when it's use, hot out. What do you use for kettle souring? The yogurt or what's your? Um, well, we try a little bit of everything. Um, okay. Yeah, um, to, to figure out what works best, but. Scott's got his secrets and his recipes back there. That, Fair enough. Um, Here that, I thought that I had always a good question, out. and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no secrets given. Well, the, it the was, look he gave you. It was really good, though, but I was I was just surprised that, you know, it's big, bright, and vibrant at 3%, and then, yeah, yeah this American, uh, the Pills Nurse Americanos was 35 Yeah. You know, which are all day, every day. This was right. like... This one you could probably drink and drive on pretty easily. No, I'm. Uh, we we <laughs> don't support that. Reviews does not, not condone, condone drinking I'm, and driving. <laughs> I'm not saying we condone it. Because you may spill. All I'm saying is you could probably pull it if off. you yeah. chose to break, and, break the law. <laughs> in the summer, we do uh, we do a version of that with a bunch of fresh blood orange. Oh yeah, and, it, and, and uh, it's, still, it's still the same. You know, three and a half percent, and we can. We can't brew it fast enough. I mean, we went yeah. through two full batches of it in about three months of summer. So it just—it sounds delicious. It is. It's perfect for hot days. What Good lawn mowing beer. One of my favorite beers is the Blood Orange from Revelation. They have a Blood Orange wheat beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blood so, Orange. Blood Orange is always I, good. I've got a soft spot in my heart. For blood yeah, oranges, absolutely. And going through that beers that it you have be, on tap currently, I uh, Blood Orange came up twice in, in some of my notes at least. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, while well, we got you here, because we know we got to get get going here, you got kids to attend to, you Absolutely. know, married family man, you yep. know. We, so we want to we want to have you talk about the Supercon Heroes Homecoming Wheat with us, right? Absolutely, yeah. So that's a uh, beer we partnered with um, the Supercon uh, convention here, which is like a Comic Con um, okay. type of deal. 
Um, lots of cosplay, lots of yeah, cosplay, superhero amateur stuff, amateur wrestling, all oh, sorts no. of burlesque. I mean, it, it was it, it was fun. It's a cool event, um, and we've actually worked with the organizers of that a couple times on some other projects not related to Supercon. So they approached us first, and they're like, "Hey, would you guys be interested in becoming the title sponsor?" For this and then we navigated and worked our way into well let's just do a beer for it yeah. um and they're like awesome so we went back and forth on different recipes and we came up with a they wanted something that was drinkable um enjoyable for the masses not something that's super specific or so we came to a nice american wheat it's got a little bit of citrus in it so we did that partnered with them we took it out to the event um we poured anybody that was a registered for the event we took out three kegs over the course of two days. They got free beer. Um, so wow. they could drink it for free for the weekend of the event oh, out, at nice. the, out at the convention center. Uh, fun, so, fun, fun. Yeah, yeah. So we donated a, three kegs to them for letting us do that. And then, and then we also can that in the 16 ounce cans and a dollar of every four pack goes towards the charities that they support. And this year it was all about hometown heroes or homecoming heroes. So it's all the front line, the nurses, the PD, the fire department, paramedics, uh, paramedics, That's all of those. That is yeah. awesome. So a dollar of every four pack we sell goes to Supercon and then they distribute it how they want to amongst their, uh, their charities that they're supporting this year. So we were all in for once we found out it was going to be a cool beer to do a fun event, but then also that it was going to be making a difference locally, uh, I mean, we couldn't say yes fast enough. Right. Beer for a cause. Absolutely. Good partnership on that one. We've done multiple beers for causes. We did one with South Dakota Public Broadcasting. They had a new Sound Vision campaign, so we did a Blood Orange Pilsner for them. Oh, um, I love to try that one. Yeah, and we went through that like crazy. I mean, we hosted their launch event, and we hosted an um, event here for them, and then a portion of the sales went back to South Dakota Public Broadcasting. So That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, would, I do want to mention before we dive into this beer here is on, on your website, you say that you start with an idea and you go backwards from there. Is this like one of those ideas where you, where you had this idea to do this and then you made the recipe and went backwards from there? Yeah, I mean, we kind of, on this one specifically, we had an idea that we wanted something light, uh, something in the low ABV because people were going to be drinking it all day at the Comic-Con at but we also knew that we wanted something approachable because there was a lot of people at the event that I went out and poured one night and Scott went out and poured the next night that they came up and said, we're not beer drinkers. We don't like beer, but, but, we'll drink but you, you did this beer for us, so let me try it. Mm-hmm. So they drank it and they went, oh, that's what beer is? And I'm yeah, like, this is what beer yeah. can be. Yeah. This is what yeah. beer, beer There's can more be. to life than just Bud Light. Mother. Right. Yeah. And if, <laughs> and if, and if we would have done a double yeah. IPA or something like that, we right. would have, you know, so many people would have just been people turned off, off right. right away. So what is the ABV on this? This is 4.5. Yeah, 4.5. So, I mean, it's, again, one of those you can sit and have a couple and be fine. And it's a wheat beer. It's notoriously yeah. one of my favorite styles on this podcast is how much I, I really love wheat beers. I like the mouthfeel of it and just the pillowiness on, on, on it the drinkability. It does have a, a softer, creamier mm-hmm. mouthfeel. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all kind of weedy, weedy, weedies. Yeah, because we like wheat whiskey, too, or wheat bourbons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of that guy. Uh, when I first tried this, I was like, well, it smells like wet weed. Mm-hmm. Um, nice citrus, but it seemed a bit faint. 
now after sampling 137 beers uh, in about seven minutes, yep. we had more accurate numbers yeah, earlier. Give or take. But no, that, that's, <laughs> that citrus does pop out more now. Yeah. Um, still has that creamy mouthfeel, light tartness, very light bitterness, and yeah. very light at the very end. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really smooth and really easy drinking. And honestly, I'm not a huge wheat fan, mm-hmm. uh, but I really like this one. I, yeah. you know, when obviously when we're canning, when you're setting up the canning line, there's the stuff you got to get ready. So, of course, we fill up a couple of glasses before we start. Yeah, and then it's halfway mandatory. through, you have another one. And then the more you, you drink it, you're like, man, this is good. I'm used to this. I agree. <laughs> when, you like work at a, when you work at a brewery, you get free beer. You just got to be able to maintain you being able to uh, do the job while drinking that beer. It's probably the most expensive, expensive beer. free beer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing like a uh, can't start canning at 745 in the morning and a little breakfast beer. Yep. Happened, right. <laughs> happened yesterday. Happened, happened today. today. This morning we had yeah. some breakfast bourbons. Bre- today. Breakfast shots. Oh, yeah. Well, well done. We were we were canning this morning, so we were. We, <laughs> we had to canned, celebrate the trip. Yeah, canned two different kinds today, so we were. I think we sampled like three or four bourbons before we had to hit the road, but <laughs> <laughs> that is well done. All right. Uh, well, so I, I do small, get some of that pours. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. responsible. Just enough to yes. wet the tongue. Yes. Um, I do get some of that hay on the aroma. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Chris I said wheat. Okay. Hey. Wheat. Um, <laughs> but I get a good amount of maltness mm-hmm. and body. And then a little bit of tart or dry aftertaste. But it goes away yeah. quickly. Yeah. Like It just makes you want, okay, I want some more of this. Right. Uh, this is like, uh, you kind of mentioned is like, you got those non-craft beer drinkers, and they come to a place, and it's like, what do you got that's like uh, Miller? Light, yeah, or Bud, something. Bud, right? Yeah. Like, here, try this. Just right. What a real beer tastes like. Yeah. And that's, you know, honestly, that's why we have the Pilsner Americanas right. on tap. And right. if you see the description on our sign, did you guys read Almost that? Almost like yeah. water. It says, damn near water. Damn near water. Expensive, expensive water. water. <laughs> uh, so, so we did, we do that for, you know, all the people that come in and say, hey, I only drink Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. We say, here, here's our take on it. But we always say, one step up, that's got a little more flavor, a little more something to it. A little more of the hops. In right. There. And then we, we steer them towards like this, or we have a DeWitt, which is Belgian wheat. We'll talk um, about that later, too. We'll talk about that yeah. next. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then we have a, an amber ale, you know, something that we can Let's also talk up. about that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, you tried everything, so, I mean, you yeah. got to have something to talk about. Yep. We have to have the top six, you know, be on the, on the episode. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, well, my notes were the, the orange is really good on this one and, and the good mouthfeel. Uh, you know, even though it's wheat, it did keep the carbonation longer than expected. So that's a good job on you for that one. And I really like this one. I, yeah, once you said that, I do get a little bit of that orange zest on the side of my tongues. Tongues. I only have one on the side of my tongue. <laughs> but it's bifurcated. But I speak in many. <laughs> Snakies. I was going to say, I haven't noticed the multiple tongues, but. Oh, yeah. that's for deep no, in the got, evening. You got to buy me dinner first. <laughs> we do that. The, we do that stuff in the post. <laughs> that's why you're going out later. I got it. Oh, there it is. I finally got it. Yay. It's on my phone this time, it's so it's all hard. about timing, folks. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Uh, any other notes about this one? If not, I'll grab the the Dewitt real quick before he has to take off. It's a it's a banger. That's it's a banger. Say yeah. About it. Well, I just want to thank you guys uh, for coming down and doing this. It's awesome. It's Thanks fun. for having. Have you, have you had any other like podcasts or anything like this? Uh, we haven't done um, pod. 
Well, I think Scott has done one or two, but it's been more kind of remote over the phone type okay. stuff. But we haven't had anybody come in and uh, set up like this. We've done drink all, all your beer for free and hey, it's all steal part of from it. you. <laughs> right. Steal from me right in front of my face. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just wanted to say uh, thank you guys for coming and doing this. Uh, for yeah. sure, man. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mark. We're just gonna we're gonna grab that duet real quick. I know you gotta leave in eight minutes to go pick up the kiddos, so we're grabbing those real quick. And because uh, I want to have Scott here tell us about the recipe. Hi, Scott. Are you the guy who likes to uh, you know brew in your underwear to save on the AC cost? And you know what? That's, that's, that's a great thing to do, with. and we love you for <laughs> that's it. That's what you're gonna start with. Yeah, of what, course. What would you, you stole start half with? My jokes. <laughs> that's right. When I heard that, I went, God, I hope it's hot out. <laughs> Are you a boxer or a brief or a thong like me? I, I like, oh, I like the, the boxer briefs. But, um, no, so basically, you know, by the time that I'm done brewing, you guys can see me here today. Yeah. By the time I'm done brewing, I'm actually in my underwear because my clothes are completely dirty. So. Yeah, you look, uh, you look spilly. <laughs> we, uh, our house strain is kibike yeast. Uh, okay. The hot head from Omega, and um, that stuff flocks so hard that we actually dump the uh, remaining yeast. We dump under pressure, and uh, occasionally I'm pretty good at butterflying the valve and figuring out when I'm just about to the end. But today I uh, flipped the valve the wrong way and twelve, 12 feet up in the air. <laughs> no way! <laughs> now he's wearing it. Hey, we love hearing stories. That if you if you're is this like any wearing a tie dyed shirt, but it was tie dyed with peanut butter. There it is. Yeah. It's okay. But it happens, and we love hearing stories like that, because that means you're, like, you're a real brewery. You just didn't you're not put up a front of, like, we're perfect. We know how to do everything yeah, all the time. Not. Aces. <laughs> Nothing ever happens. <laughs> you're a lion sucker. Shit. The, fa- <laughs> the, the best stories are the oops. <laughs> yeah, and we, we got plenty Hi, of whoopsie daisy. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's kind of how you learn. Yeah. You got to... You learn from your mistakes. You yeah. know, when things are going right. I always say you got to fuck up to grow up. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I, I, was, I said I always say that, but that's the first time ever. Yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> it just popped into my brains. Oh. When, I worked, when I worked with Don over at Prairie Brothers, uh, the, the brewery quickly became Knox proof. Because something would happen, then I would, <laughs> ah, shit, sorry. <laughs> Broke the um, handle. But yeah, let's, let's talk about this duet real quick. Uh, this one was actually my pick. So hold on to your pantaloons real quick. Pantaloons. What was your name again? I'm Scott. Scott. And he's and the other owner the... with with Mark here. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he's the mastermind behind all the really good beer. <laughs> so so you're the business guy and he's the brewer. Head well, brewer we're both guy, right? kind of business guys, but I started out as the out front guy. Um, and kind of moved to the winning city. personality, sales, the FOH front of house, yeah. Yeah. sales and distribution, and then the guy that's been pouring your beer all day is Ross. He's our taproom manager, so he does a fantastic job. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah, he's been crushing all day. We plan on talking to him before uh, we take off today, Absolutely. so that's for sure. So, yeah, the reason why I picked this Dewitt beer is because wait, wait, what Joyce Joyce Dewitt. Yeah, from Three's Company. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is that, was that why you named it that, this? It, it's actually officially named after one of our good friends, but a, a Belgian wit. We needed wit in the name somewhere. So so tell us about this friend <laughs> before we drink this beer. I, I guess there's not too much to tell about him. I don't know. <laughs> Enough to name a beer after him, right? <laughs> Enough to name a beer after him. Okay. Well, good job, DeWitt. Hey, we like you here That's, in the podcast. Uh, Belgian for the wit. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. It's Spanish for the wit. La de wit. All right, so this one, um, the one, this is what I like about whip beers the most. You got that coriander, that clove, that orange, you know, like that good spiciness in this beer. Because if you get a good, like you you said earlier, uh, kvike yeast, you get a good kvike yeast and you treat it well, you nutrient the fuck out of it and let it eat all that sugar up and, and it produces the right way. If you get it too hot, it's just going to be too much banana. If you get it too cold, it's going to be too much clove. So you want to find that nice balance. And on this one, I got to say, man, I'd say my top three whip beers. Are awesome. So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. On that one, actually, that's so we don't typically brew to style with a lot of our stuff, but that's mm-hmm. one that we try to do pretty well to style. We actually do use the wit yeast on that one. So Kavike is our house yeast, but on this one, we do use wit from okay. Omega as well. Oh, great. So, yep. I think it's the 030 comes from them. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. I really like the. I think coriander and orange would be my sidekick if I was a superhero. I just always, <laughs> I just always want them next to me. I, it's one of my favorite things about this style of beer as well. Um, and then after time, you get a little bit of that like bubble gummy type flavors yep, and stuff. Yep. Um, this like, one, that clove is, is very like faint, kind of in the back end um, after drinking it. But yeah, this is. This is this is a badass shit. Well, thank you. Yeah, we this one we ferment at about sixty seven. So, like you said, okay. yep. um, not so hot that you're going to get a ton of those phenols and those types in there, but um, just enough to keep it nice and clean. We get a little hint of that clove. Love that, love that clove. I mean, yeah. Whole Garden, Whole Garden is like the the commercial example of what a good whip beer is, and yep. it's still my top. I got to admit, it's, it's probably not as good as it once was. Maybe whatever, but. Memories, you know, mm-hmm. once you have them, you taste it. They, they don't go away, man. <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> Wrong. Well, maybe, you can maybe drink them away. Memories always years. <laughs> but I, um, I got to me about last Thursday. I dare you. <laughs> what did you have for supper last <laughs> night? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for supper last night? Ah, uh, oh, we talked we about talking this about somewhere it down here. The way down. Um, yeah, he's um, got go ten. Lefroy ten happened. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, so on this one, I got good coriander in the nose. Uh, the color is awesome. A good uh, whip beer's got to have that nice, op- you know, semi-opaque. It's warming like a fireplace. Yeah. Um, the clove and orange is great in the taste. Uh, overall, man, this one's just had the nice, perfect spice that I really like. That's why, it, like I said, it's top three uh, whip beers I've had. So thank you very awesome. much for that. Thank you man. very much. I get that funky Belgian yeast aroma. Um, and then my first notes were originally banana and then some of that bubblegum but now i get a little less of that banana maybe more of that clove on the aroma that's the beer warming up a little bit to room temperature and then uh i wrote down what is this this is good um (laughs) you should have left some bitterness yeah right yeah (laughs) i get some bitterness at the end and i think it's from that that clove Mm -hmm. and um and maybe a little bit of the orange like zest a little citrus at the end for sure. But yeah, I said, like, refreshing, underlined. Nice. In pen, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're going to let Mark go. He's got to go hang out with the kids, right? 4 or 15, you got to be out? Yeah, I got to go pick him up from school and after school care and whatever activities we have tonight, either a movie or football game or whatever. So, always wow. something. Would you adopt me? I mean, even though I'm, like, <laughs> sure. probably a decade older than you. <laughs> you- <laughs> You just got to bring the beer. That's fine. Sweet. All right. Deal. 
Hey, thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show, and I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you again and, and having some more beers. And I'm definitely bringing some back to Florida. When Absolutely. are you going to put a basketball hoop up in here? In here? Ooh. <laughs> I, too much glass. Yeah, yeah too, there's a lot too of glass. Too much and way too much shit hanging from our ceilings. <laughs> way too many gas lines. You can lines. blame your wife for that one. Well, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That one's design. not her. Uh, well, the lights are. Yeah, that's her. Um, but all the <laughs> gas lines and the HVAC stuff, there's there's not room for even a ceiling fan in here. So I don't outside. think basketball hoop would. Oh, outside? Oh, I'll play. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm they'd let us terrible. do that. <laughs> okay, right then, next I'll, to a busy street. <laughs> then I'll play it. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm so much fatter than I used to be. <laughs> All right, we're going to push pause real quick and uh, let Mark go, and uh, we'll be right back with Scott. Yay. Yay. Right? You're supposed to say yay. Yay. There it is. (laughs) Brews, Booze, and Reviews is sponsored in part by Bridgeview Liquors. Head over to bridgeviewliquors.com or head over to their Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgeviewliquor. When you go to their Facebook page, you can hover over the events tab and see what they have coming up for classes, which are now starting again from July 10th. So after that, every Saturdays in the afternoon, they have specialty classes. And you can sign up for their email list and find out what they're having at certain times. Classes are only $25 a piece, too. So please check out their Facebook, or they even have an Eventbrite that has all these events on it. And one of the things that I love about Bridgeview, besides helping us out and sponsoring us, is their wines, because they have different kinds of wines. Some that are family-owned, some that are locally made, and some that are the old-style ones that you just don't really see around here much. So head on over to Bridgeview Liquors for all your alcohol needs at 935 37th Avenue South in Moorhead. They can be reached at 218-477-6162. And when you go there and you shop there Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9.55 p.m., don't go past that. Or if Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5.55 p.m. Again, don't go past 5.55 p.m. You can shop there. And when you are checking out, just say that you heard this podcast, The Bruce Booze and Reviews, and you instantly get 10% off all your purchases. Yes, all purchases. Just 10% off just for mentioning us at checkout. Thank you, Bridgeview Liquors, and thank you to our listeners for helping us out. Hi, everyone. This is Chris with Brews, Booze, and Reviews, and I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors at FargoUnderground.com. If you're like me and love good music, don't listen to me play. Instead, head to FargoUnderground.com and check out the Events tab. When you click on the Events tab, an Events Categories, a window will pop up, so you can choose live music, nightlife, comedy, trivia, where's a, a movie? Or, if you like karaoke, you can check that out, too. Fargo Underground is dedicated to bringing you the best of what Fargo has to offer, be it from art and food, or again, music or comedy. Check out FargoUnderground.com. So I was looking at him dead in the eyes and I said, life is not about falling. It's about how many times you pick yourself up. (laughs) Really? That's what you think a field sobriety test is supposed to be like? Is that what it was? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Well, it sounded good at the time. No wonder I got free bracelets. (laughs) Well, they weren't free. That one was good. That one was good. All right. 
right, welcome back from our ad break. Uh, and we're our first for the next segment is going to be love notes. Uh, Mr. Scott, give us uh, give us a little bit of uh, about this one, how it was made, and what it's about. Up. Yeah, so um, we uh, <laughs> back in my home. Jeez, days, he's never heard that joke well, ever in his entire <laughs> life. Uh, back in the homebrew days, jumped on the hazy train. Uh, it, that the move from the traditional West Coast IPA that you know for that short while the trend was how bitter can you potentially get it and right. try to burn your tongue off. Yeah, the West Coast. Style. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just it, it, the the hazies really kind of turned that around, and, and I think kind of it turns into like a gateway IPA for people just mm-hmm. to realize what hops actually can do, and then once they can get past that, then. Then they, they can go into the real IPAs, oh, right? The, the pendulum, pendulum already swung all the way around, and now some fucking neep is a, are some like you're drinking acid. It's it gets really bad because of the all haziness and the additional dry hopping and whatnot. Yeah, it's, yeah. I I tried it a lot, and I really am kind of angry those still exist. Stop it! Make it drinkable. Don't let it burn when it's going down my fucking throat, you idiots! Like shut well, I? I mean, there's a balance yeah. that you have there to is, find yeah. in those as well, right? Because yeah. we'll take it back to the very first beer, one of the very first beers we reviewed because it was my favorite, and that's Hop Slam. Yeah, that's a bitter son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the way they put, uh, the way they use their hops and the way they use the honey makes it. <sighs> Back it salivates you right now, and doesn't it? <laughs> I think we're doing DB later, right? We yeah. can talk about yeah. the balance on that one. But, yes, um, that will be our our uh, headliner for the day. Uh, uh, second to last, actually. Second to last, yep. Okay. Any hoot nanny. But yeah, so with Love with, Notes is way different. With yeah. Love Notes, yeah, way different. Um, so much mosaic notes on this one. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, we're, we're roughly 50-50 mosaic citra. Um, we actually use a little bit of Chinook up front for the bittering um, on a, like a 30-minute boil. On a 30-minute? Yep. You usually do a, a 60 or a 90-minute boil? Normally, we do 60. 60, yeah. okay. Yep. But, uh, so yeah, with that, I mean, traditional, a little bit of flaked wheats, flaked oats, a um, bunch of rice hulls. <laughs> um, Dude, I want a stuck mash, man. Yeah, no, no, it no. sucks. A bunch of who holes? Yeah, we're, we were talking about learning. Rice right? holes. Oh, yeah, wow. You only need one or two stuck mashes to figure out you don't want those anymore, so... Um, but you yeah, remember so what rice holes are? Bigger? That's not what I thought he said. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, assholes! Assholes! Rice hole is where you stuck assholes. Rice hole is where you explain. We put the sticks. What are they called? Chopsticks. <laughs> right in your rice hole. <laughs> oh no! It's time to take a nap. No, Bullshit. no, 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 no. Uh, so rice holes are basically. The outside hard, clear part of a, of a rice when you get it, and it allows water to trickle through and allows things to settle without getting like clay. Am yeah, I correct, I Scott? No, absolutely. All right, yeah. There we go. I mean, See? anytime you're using about- anytime you're using those oats or flaked wheats or anything like that. I'm sorry, flaked wheat, not plural. But um, mm-hmm. anytime you're using those and you put them into the mash without the extra hus from barley that you would typically have they just gum up and yeah you yep. end up with a horrible stuck mash and because we've had a stuck mash stout because they had it had a lot of the oats to it to be you know because it's an oatmeal stout yep. and then no <laughs> so that was terrible and it was partly burned in the bottom too but they said fuck it yeah so let's talk about this one uh so it's a 50 50 citro mosaic and you used chinook up front 30 yep. minutes into the boil yep uh, and you, did you 
just regular dry hop, all the uh, hops in there, or did you use some at the very flame out? Or Yeah, so pretty much all of our hazies, um, and we've actually kind of been experimenting just a little bit on, on overall temperature, but yep. we, we will drop the temp um, of the brew kettle at the end. So before we actually will do any hop additions for the Whirlpool, We'll drop it down to most of the time right around about 170, 175. Okay. Um, it, that way you're, you're not getting a lot of that um, summarization from the alpha acids and stuff. So um, really at that point, just looking to try to extract the oils and all that aroma, right, and not the bitterness. So, yeah, because um, this is real vibrant yeah. on the nose. No. No. Yeah, and a lot more fruity than I, I anticipated just from a, a regular hazy IPA. I mean, there's so much of that mosaic dankness and passion fruit. Um, my notes are uh, dank guava uh, and blood orange on the nose, for sure. Uh, but amazingly enough, um, from the nose, I expected it the taste to be like too heavy, but it's actually really nice and pillowy. I really enjoyed that, uh, and it's got long legs. Like you can, like the hops just keep going on your tongue even after the flavor of the wheat dissipates. I typically uh, keep kept drinking this a little too fast to notice that it bittered out <laughs> because uh, that that juiciness and fruitiness uh, it lasted a long time. So like in between sips, taking notes, go back and take a sip. I didn't get any bitterness. Then when I was done, I went, "Oh, there it is." It mm-hmm. bittered out a little bit at the end. It yep. takes a little bit to get there. Yep, yep. But it's nice. It's oh not no, too it's, much. No, it's awesome. It, like that's. It's cool that it took that long for that bitterness to happen. I agree. I have um, on the aroma. Well, let's get, move on then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I get uh, uh, smells juicy AF, whatever that means. Uh, as af- fuck. All right. After um, fire. It, it's, it's got that hoppy uh, at the front, um, but not eye shut. You know, I don't shut an eye on this. Like, shut an eye. Shut an eye like, uh, because uh, I like to enjoy what I drink. Mm-hmm. Um, not a bitter finish, but like I think I did the same thing Chris did. Is like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. And then after you let it, after you don't drink it for a little bit, it's like, yeah, there's that little bit of bitter finish, mm-hmm. but it's not overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down if you're a person that typically says I don't like IPAs because they're uh, mm-hmm. hoppy and dry, I said this would be one for those people to try. Yeah, and we, we definitely say that to customers when they come in. It's our number one seller. And, um, yeah, I typically don't like IPAs. It's like, well, do you, what right. do you don't like about them, right? And it's typically the harsh bitterness. So. Or the, the what peppery be- aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. What do you typically go to? So uh, my personal uh, is still probably Love Notes. But, I mean, what's, what's your favorite style? Like, yeah. do, I mean, outside of your own beer, yeah, that if you you're not an IPA guy. No, if I'm sitting at home, I'm drinking an IPA. Okay. Typically, probably West Coast. Like Odell, Odell IPA was probably one of those kind of gateway beers for me okay. way back in the day. But. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I definitely recommend this Love Notes uh, or the Pale Ale with Mosaic and Citra. Well, if I get dirty for a little bit, this is swell. That was good. And it's 6%. I don't know if you mentioned that. All right. So, this next one that we're going to try out. This is the Amber Alexander with a funniness of uh, capitalizing A-L-E in the Alexander. Is this an Amber Ale? Oh, Tell us about I this one there, Scott. It it's less funny when you say it out yeah, loud. Yeah, I know. I got I to gotta 
uh, dad jokes playing the audience. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's the chair. It's the chair. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the Amber Alexander um, is actually named. I don't know if you guys have ever been down to Des Moines, Iowa, but uh, there is a weather girl down there, weather woman, um, named Amber Alexander. She's actually my sister-in-law. But, oh, no uh, kidding. We, we uh, huh. joked way back when that, yeah, you should make an Amber Ale and name it Amber Alexander. So, and, and it worked out just perfectly, right, because there's ale in her actual name. So. Do, well, now that's she, some slick shit. Does yeah. she shill your beer for like you it. over there so oh, yeah. everybody knows that it's her beer? She does. She does. Okay. It's going to uh, be a rainy day. You might as well sit inside and drink some severance beer. She's trying to figure out when we're actually going to put it in cans so she can start giving it out to people. But. Right? Well, when is that? Have you figured that out yet? <laughs> we're still working on the economics of the, uh, the amber and getting it in. So I don't know if you guys talked with Mark at all about how we got into canning. but uh, A little bit. It's... It is the uh, most tedious mother effort that uh, that there is right now. I mean, we're we're filling them two at a time, right? Mm-hmm. On a good day, two cans a minute, maybe. So just the economies of scale right now of trying to put a, a amber ale into a sixteen ounce can isn't working for us. <laughs> <laughs> I would do a, a two fifteen gallon keg series on it, label it, slap label on it, see, see where it goes from there. <laughs> That's right. Just two, just, you know, jockey box of shit. Out of there that. you go. Yep. <laughs> That's what I would do. But this is really good. Most thing I noticed about this one is how much of that malty oh, dude. just comes through that nose. I mean, speaking roast, of coming, it roast, smells like sex in the woods. Except for <laughs> you don't smell as much sex. Or, yeah. Just a lot of wood. I just got a lot of wood. Like dude, me in the morning. No, I, I, it's one of the most pleasant noses of an amber ale that I've had. Uh, you know, the maltiness is incredible. Yes. I get caramel and cashews on the nose on this one as well. Uh, uh, that maltiness. <laughs> Thank you. Malt, light, light, light coffee. Some creme brulee. Very light. Just cocoa. sweet, almost like a honey note in there somewhere. It's so sweet and malty. Yeah, we use, um, on this one, we use a mix of, uh, for caramel malts, we use a lot of the Simpson stuff. And this is a mix of the light, medium, and dark caramel. So you do end up getting actually, on top of some of the other notes you guys have mentioned, there should be maybe a little bit of fig or raisin or something in there yep. as well. Yep. And you get some of that dark in the fruit. flavor. Yeah, the dark fruits. Yeah, this was my choice. I absolutely love this beer. Yeah. And that doesn't really happen from Chris to look absolutely love an amber <laughs> ale. Yeah. And I mean, uh, 100% you think, uh, Centennial hops in that one. Um, you dropped it, babe. Where you dropped it, it in the and it's perfect. I mean, awesome it, the hopefully into whatever the tank. your timing is on that is is great. So keep up with that timing on this uh, Amber Ale. Mm. Yeah, this is really fucking good. And it's like a little sweet. Like you think there's some honey in there, but there, you know, obviously there's not. But you think there is because of how good that malty sweetness is in the very end. Yeah, I get a, just a little bit of bitterness at the very end. Yeah. Just a little bit. I mean, it, there's but very that, light. that maltiness and the, and the sweetness um, just like, takes over. I love this. Yeah, and when you when you have a good amber ale, you should have a little bit of that dryness at the very end, and, and that's what makes you want to go back for more. And that's what this has too. So I love it. Yep. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about it, but. Um, if we're if we're gonna continuing 
The next one we're going to do is the D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper and then Smoketoberfest. Smoketoberfest. What the fuck is that? So uh, well, let's pour these up and we'll be right back. I have to pee in a toilet. Excellent. Let's do that. <laughs> I got trouble for peeing outside of a toilet. <laughs> Shit in a yard. <laughs> Shit in a yard. Doggies. Doggies. Huh? Doggies. Hi, doggies. Uh, Doggy. <laughs> All right, welcome back from our ad break. I want our uh, We're here once again with Scott from Severn's Brewing. He's the head brewer and mastermind behind most of the brews here, right? All of, all of all them. Of them. Yeah, I just I, so, <laughs> I didn't want to rub it in your partner's nose. Zero too much. credit to anybody else. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> them. They gave suggestions um, for beers, and mostly some of them been, Oh yeah, I just told. <laughs> you should make one out of puppy dog flakes. Well, no, I don't even know what that is. Okay. It's no. easy. It's checks. You put you put checks in the mash bill, and you add some cocoa nibs, and then you uh, uh, do a little sweetening at the very end, yeah. at the tail end, with some powdered sugar, and then you top it with powdered sugar. No, actually, and I, chocolate. I think Mark, because of. With uh, the love notes, I think it was Mark actually that suggested one time splitting the batch off and doing. Uh, we had a, a version that was mango and love notes, or I'm sorry, mango and pineapple with love notes. That so, would be a good I mean, idea, and, and they paired very well together. So, and you can make it a sessionable IPA too, and I'm pretty sure that would sell. So we actually so, just sold out of a session IPA. Anyway, I, I noticed behind the bar that there is some uh, milk bone treats. Yes. Is yeah. that like some sort of special beer? That uh, some of it, you garnish it with uh, dog you treats. like go around the rim of the glass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crush them off. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is what's called in the cookie. industry. This is what's called in, in the industry a segue. No, no it's called stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't sugarcoat it, sweetheart. No, we, okay. At the brewery, we love dogs in here, so mm-hmm. I mean, we it, it's kind of like happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, the happier exactly. you can make a dog owner, the mm-hmm. longer they're going to stay. Happy dog, so. have, happy beer, fog. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I think we're all pet owners here, so no, I mean, we we used to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man, you're an asshole. I know. I'm sorry. No. I didn't mean to bring up Bessie. Yeah. Stuff. Sorry, Bessie. Rest in peace. Yes. But but uh, we love our animals here. Yeah. Bruce Booze and Reviews. So let's get into this beer. So I've only had two beers and dog beers. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't know, man. Carry give the it one. to him. I don't know. Thank Dang. you. I'll give him one of those. I'm not even ding. I'll give him one of those. All right. All so, right. so this is a... Uh, D.B. Cooper's Big Jump. Yeah. This is a double IPA. So tell us about this one, Scott. This seems to be like a big popular one here tonight. It is. Um, probably one of, I think, uh, probably our top three in the tap room. Um, so this is actually probably one of the first four or so recipes I came up with homebrewing way back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously been tweaked just a little bit or so. So very well balanced, very malty. Uh, double IPA. We use this quite a bit to, uh, sorry, adjust the mic. Perfect. <laughs> now I talk into the mic when I look at you. That's great. Right. <laughs> All right. So um, very malty, but balanced with the, the hops that, that are in there. So it's 100% Cascade hops. Um, so with this one, the name D.B. Cooper's Big Jump really comes from D.B. Cooper jumping out of the airplane over the Cascade Mountains, right? Perfect. So, Perfect um, name for that. Double that's IPA, good, that's yeah. a good tie-in. 
Yeah. According to uh, Goonies. <laughs> That's right? what happened. I don't think it was Goonies, was no, it? No, 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 no. it was uh, without a paddle. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, the uh, Goonies was the Chest- Chester the Copperpot. Other one was the Goonies. people. <laughs> Chester Copperpot. Copper pot. Copper pot. That's yeah. right. That's well. Because well, if you're talking Willy. Cobblepot, that's the penguin. It was One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> One-Eyed Willie. Yeah. Anyways, booty well, traps. Thank, thank you that's for correcting me on that. What do they call it? All right, that's Back what they said. Booty traps. Booty traps. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's what I got. I, I know what's in this one. Uh, first of all, it's super malty on the nose. Um, it's got light citrus. Uh, again, once again, that blood orange note comes in on this one. Um, I, I applaud you for bringing that blood orange notes on, on uh, several of your beers today. So I appreciate that. Um, taste is tremendous. The, the malt profile is phenomenal, and this is probably one of the best cascade forward beers I've ever had in my life. Honestly, awesome. I said big and bold. Yeah. It's got fresh fruit, an underlying sweetness. When you drink it, it's got warmer fruit flavors. Um, like you talk about dark there's fruit. There's some bitter resinous yeah. at the back end, but yep. Jesus, fuck me, Sally. <laughs> this is like a, a calm down version of the 120 minute IPA from from uh, Dogfish Head. There you go. You know what I mean. And this is 8.1 percent. Yeah, this could it can be dangerous. 86 IBU, which means nothing. No, not anymore. <laughs> IBUs don't mean anything to anybody anymore. <laughs> and that's that was when I was, uh, earlier I mentioned kind of that balance, right? Mm-hmm. So even though it's higher IBU um, yeah. on a double IPA, it's you to me it's it's a well balanced IPA. We there actually is. entered it into GBF under the Imperial uh, Red category. Really? Just because it, we didn't feel it was hoppy enough, right, to hit quite the double IPA. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. bitty. <laughs> pretty bitty. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Pretty Let's bitty. get this working here. Um, <laughs> Isn't he a rap singer? <laughs> it, yeah. A rap singer? <laughs> what, 94? <laughs> Listen here, curmudgeon, go yell at people crossing your lawn. Um, get off our lawn! So it's pretty bitter and resiny, but it's not that overwhelming, you know, it just tastes like you're licking the trees that you put in your car. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like that, which it should be. If you just look at go we'll go with numbers alone, right? Mm-hmm. Eighty six IBU and it's a it's a double IPA. That's what you're expecting, and it doesn't do that. It is pretty bitter. It is resiny, but it's not blowing you out of the water with that. It, yeah. it still creates that juiciness and a fruitiness that's just uh, fantastic. Whereas your uh, koala dropkick, I mean, that's like a pine needler beer. I mean, that's like straight pine resin. Yeah. But this that's 26 IBU. Yeah, they don't matter. <laughs> yeah, see? Uh, but I really like the, the malty depth on this beer. Uh, I don't really see too many, you know, dippers or deepers that uh, or have diapers. 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 I'm called the pen. If you say it, stupid. <laughs> I'm going to go wear my diapers. I really like that. That maltiness. I just, I just can't say that enough. So but, thank you for but that. But what do you think about the maltiness? <laughs> if there wasn't people in the background, <laughs> Ernie, do you have anything to say? Good. I think you guys said it. <laughs> I get, I get, I get hop right away, and then it just kind of leads into that maltiness. I haven't uh, seen I you hop since I've known you. I can't. <laughs> I fall. Not even the chicken dance either. Yeah, and but then I jiggle. 
Santa <laughs> just keeps like, like a, a wave. Full of jelly, Santa. <laughs> oh, no, um, no disrespect to Santa Hal. I get right. <laughs> I get All a lot of that fruit to you. flavor, but I almost get some sort of floralness in there too, yeah. like, like earthiness, like hops. And then yeah. I, I get, I wrote down not too bitter, but again, I think now that I have revisited it a couple times, cursive. Speech. I get a little bit Excellent. more of that dryness at the That's end. Three but apostrophe it's not, D's, right? It's D, <laughs> D, D times three. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have a dangerous at eight point one percent. Yeah. This is yeah, yeah. This is one that I probably one of the very few um, IPAs I would drink in the fall slash winter. Here's honestly, the, here's the real problem: <laughs> the drunker I've got today, the more I want to drink this beer, <laughs> and it's eight point one percent alcohol. So this is that like, yeah, dude, we can we'll, see you at midnight. After you've been drinking, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna you time go to a, travel. You go to a bonfire. Blacking out. It's time travel. You go to a bonfire and you bring a six pack of these and you slam them like they're a sessional IPA, <laughs> and then uh, you get home and you burn a pizza. The stove gets left on, <laughs> and then you order a pizza. And then you order a pizza. So, so this is one of those beers where Knox is gonna want to go to bed at like eight o'clock. And you and I, Chris, we're gonna like stay up and drink that four pack of this, smoking cigars, burning the house down. Good times, <laughs> which makes it a great IPA, double IPA, definitely. <laughs> so thank you very much, Scott, for for uh, the creating this one. The danger factor on this one is ten. So is this one of those times where you guys have that like mantra of taking something that you want out of a beer and then making the recipe backwards? Right? Is this one of those things that you were talking about? Honestly, well, like I said before, so uh, this was one of like the first four, I think, recipes I came up with. So back then, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just kind of stumbled onto this one, I guess. Okay. But, lucky <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> this is one of the happy accidents, unlike the yeast thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we use Kabike yeast here. Uh, it's the Mega Hothead as our, actually, one of our house strains. And uh, that stuff flocks so hard that after we empty the fermenters out and I'm trying to dump the remainder of the yeast that's down in the bottom of the cone. And I for f- our listeners, what flocking is, is with the solidification Seals. of all the particulates uh, of the yeast creating the alcohol that you want so much in your beer. And it basically solidifies to a gelatin in the bottom of your fermenter. That's exactly what I was going to say. Flock you, motherfucker. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. So, and These I rookies. ran so far away. <laughs> that Kavike just creates basically just like cement at the bottom of the fermenter. So mm. the first few brews we did, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to dump the all the pressure out of the tank and let it drain out like a normal freaking yeast. And not so much. So Nothing um, would move. No, no. So out of a hundred and some batches that we've done here now, I've figured out that I need to keep it under pressure and push it out. Problem with that is, you know, occasionally, like one in 25 times or so, um, I don't quite feather that valve quite right and uh, end up taking a yeast shower or spraying the ceiling or something along those lines. So uh, here's the video um, of what happened earlier today. So the old man was visiting me in the... Yeah, he's sitting there on another keg. visiting me in the back and, and distracting me, you know, as per usual. So I, I'm not paying quite as much attention to the valve as I should be. Oh, oh! Yeah. oh. <laughs> looks like Looks like, like you just shat your pants without your pants, without the pants actually being on. Well, sometimes he just wears underwear. Did I, 
I like how it froze in this picture. Oh, there's, <laughs> like, there's oh, the true aftermath. Did it literally freeze over the time that it... Yeah, it stopped. Your dad looked very disappointed in you. He was, about to, he was starting to get up a little bit. <laughs> so it, it, it spurred out the side and your dad just went, what the fuck? <laughs> well, no, it actually it sp- no, it sprayed him as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was part of the collateral damage on that one. But, uh, <laughs> well, at least he, he saved clean up with some of the equipment that you have to do later. Well, on. that body language, he feel I felt like he deserved it. Yeah, he was he was very disappointed <laughs> in me today. So beautiful, nice job on that one. See, not all breweries can just do every day be perfect days. Sometimes no, no. shit just happens, and sometimes you catch it on. Video. Unlike me. We we Every always day we always catch it on video. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> we actually had video uh, where Ross, who I think you guys will be interviewing later, potentially, maybe, yeah, possibly, uh, cleaning lines one day, forgot where he stopped when he was hooking the kegs back up. I'm standing in the back, and all of a sudden I hear it sounds like somebody's taking a piss in the tap room. I'm like, what is going on? Go running out. There is literally beer squirting four feet out from our taps because he. Actually hooked a line up that didn't have a tap back on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One of my favorite things too. Right after this Kavik uh, tragedy, we'll call it a tragedy. Yep. Uh, Mark comes back out here and one of your little uh, you oh, the, the glass rinsers. Yep, yep. It just went. Psh! And there was like a little water feature in here. They had a little water fountain shooting straight up too. And he's like, every fucking day something. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you enjoying the show, Chris? I'm like, I certainly am. But Welcome to owning two, a goddamn brewery. Two months ago, one of our seltzer lines actually in the cooler decided to spring off. Really? And uh, we, we caught it within, I think, <clears throat> about the first two minutes, luckily, of it happening. One of our one of our beer tenders is actually going in to grab some other beer to stock the cooler. She's like, I think something's wrong. <laughs> as, as there's a sprinkler just shooting liquor out, right? It was, of all the kegs to go, though, the seltzer was probably the best, right? It's the least sugary. Yeah. So it was the easiest to clean up. But we literally had to empty a hundred and some kegs out of our cooler. Oh. So that we could actually mop. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. So cooler. you're said. So you're saying you had to drink a lot of beer? No. No. Oh. We when had, you said you emptied kegs. Out. No, we had to pull the kegs out of the cooler, clean them oh, all, the and then put them back in. I thought you said you had to empty. I just wish everybody could see Knox's face when he was trying to figure out Ernie's joke. <laughs> that's not a joke. It was a question. Yeah, I know. And, that's why I did then, that. And oh. then hangs his head in shame. It's yeah. so fun to watch the process. <laughs> all right. So on to our last beer of the day, guys. Uh, this was Big Earn's uh, pick for the day. This is the Smoke Tuberfist. This and the oh, so we we all kind of set our picks right. Mine was the Amber Alexander, uh, the Dewitt and the Smoketoberfest were also like ones I was gonna pick, mm-hmm. but they were already chosen after I came back from my <laughs> yep. break. Sorry, <laughs> no, the, which is great. Mm-hmm. That means uh, three people that like different things really like these beers. So talk to us about the Smoke Smoketoberfest. So this is the uh, pre. Uh, basically a pre-1990 Marsden-style lager, correct? Yeah, so... And then smoked. Smoked. Yeah. smoked. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, um, you, again... You were telling we, me a story earlier about the first year, and it was light, and blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about that. 
Yeah, probably. I think Mark, Mark might have been was. telling that story. Oh, okay, Mark. They that's look vastly cool. different. One's mm. a lumberjack, and one's wearing peanut butter tie dye. Gotcha. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, again, we don't like to stick to traditional style guidelines. So, the first year, we're like, oh, hey, let's do like a, a sessionable Oktoberfest, right? So it was only like three and a half percent alcohol, but still try to get that maltiness and mm-hmm. you know, typical characteristics, I guess, of a uh, Oktoberfest. It didn't go over so well just because people want to drink Oktoberfest, I guess, to get inebriated. So huh. um, that's huh. weird how the yeah, beer weird. industry works. Huh. Yeah. So we sat on that one, I think, through maybe like February. So instead of October, it was a February fest. But uh, so last year. Um, we said, well, let's, let's mix it up a little bit. And there's, I mean, there's obviously different smoked versions of Oktoberfest that I think have come up in history, but like, let's try a smoked Oktoberfest. So we did it last year. We did a half batch just to see how it would do, and we didn't want to sit on it through February, and we sold out before October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this year we did a full batch. Septemberfest. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, let me tell you something. Uh, this is probably... My favorite smoked beer I've ever had. Smoky beers are very de- tough. Device or miss. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't get it just right, it's garbage. Almost. You don't want to be drinking a campfire, no. right? I mean, well, okay. Oh, well, I mean, so says now, the scotch guy. Right. So, so hold on. I really like Isla scotches, which are very smoky. I also like some uh, bourbons that are smoky. It's a different thing, though. With right? beer. If you don't get it right with beer, it just it throws a lot of shit off. Um, this I wrote down: smoky delight, campfire meets Russell leaves. <laughs> you don't remember him? He married Katy Perry. Fucking chair. Bullshit. All right, fine. But, yeah, like, some maltiness sneaks in there. Uh, uh, partway through the drink. A bit of bitterness at the end. I'm like this is a this is a really really well done uh, Oktoberfest beer, and it nails the smokiness that you you want. When you hear smoky, it's not like the just bear. smoke. Well, I'm, not, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never thought that I would like a smoked Oktoberfest it's style pre- beer. It's present enough to know that it's smoked, but it, it's not overwhelming to crush everything else that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a fucking. It's a. It's like a really nice. It's like wear note. the right hat. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not the dominant feature that that maltiness, that sweetness comes. You got to accessorize. <laughs> Scarf too. As long as it's not a fucking ascot, we're good to go. Wrong. Ascots, ascots are, we're not Fred. We're not ascot, Fred from ascots are good in certain situations. Don't go fucking telling lies. <laughs> So okay, this go ass got a lot of maltiness his ass got this a, His ass got a caught in the brewery back in. <laughs> so, yeah. This, this, anyway. Did you, did you, was there, you watched the video where there was no pause in there, right? We haven't yet. No, I just downloaded it. Okay. Well, we can, we can, we can, we can check that out later. But speaking of ass, God, anyways, back to this beer, right? This smoke Smoketoberfest. What I really appreciate about this, again, is just the right amount of smoke. It's the lightness of the smoke. And it just brings out that good uh, Marsden-style maltiness to the next level, I think. It's really good. Thank you very much. I thought you were going to say a new dimension. (laughs) 
This isn't the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Could be if you played harder. <laughs> uh, New Dimension. I love that group. Yeah, was that Kenny Rogers? I believe so. Sure. Yeah. You guys are both fucking. <laughs> How are we dumb as shit? No, I think you're right. Yeah. Not a smart man. Wrong. Right. Okay, let's look it up. Yeah. Something Dimension was Kenny Rogers. All right. And he has a song on uh, The Big Lebowski. You big fucking dumb fuck. Who's winning now? <laughs> I'm not going to be good. I'm fucking. All right. So any other notes? Oh, it's the fifth dimension. The fifth it. dimension. Uh, <clears throat> well, he got it. Any right. hoot, Nanny. So we're gonna, I highly recommend the Smoketoberfest. Uh, oh, dude. For next year's patrons to Severance Brewing, for sure. Like, uh, I can't quite say where it would place in our Oktoberfest beer episode. You guys will have to listen to that one and see what you guys think. Um, but it would have done very well. Like yes. this is a this is a some really good, different, weird take. <laughs> but like uh, executed good, very good well. Weird. I mean, executed I, well. It's a good weird. You know, it's good weird. Yeah, we love good weird. Like here. Tiny Tim. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good weird. Tiptoe with the tulips. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah, but up eighty-seven octaves. Yeah, you know. I love Tiny Tim. Hey, are we going to watch Ship Blow Up? Here's the downloaded video. Oh, oh yeah. goddamn, <laughs> right in the nuts. Oh, shit. Sorry, Pop. Oh, fuck. Really, I, like it. I got sparked. He goes back to sitting down and being mad for a second. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing, dude? Do you not know what you're yeah, doing? <laughs> My shirt shot out like a cannon. Pow. Yeah, uh, you guys see the glassware sitting on top of the cooler? Yeah. Cover, covered in yeast. So, like 12, oh, so yeast. it's free 12, now. 13 feet up. Dude, that's it's, it's awesome. in boxes, so it's not free. Oh, damn. Gotcha. I love boxes. <laughs> Here we go. All right, this is another, it's been another tap room takeover event. Well, but hey, uh, we want to thank you, Scott and uh, Mark, who left earlier today. We want to thank Ross, uh, especially for hooking us up with Scott and Mark uh, about doing doing this. And uh, I had a really good time here. And I, I got to tell you something too: uh, the tap room here is great. Really pretty huge, place. Yeah, it's a lot of wide open uh, windows. You got two big garage doors. You got a, a patio right next to here that you could do live events with. Maybe as well. we could uh, have a drawing of this and that we'll put up uh, on our Facebook page. Or you can just go to <laughs> severancebeer.com. That seems better. Yeah, probably do that. Uh, hey, so what are your social medias? What are your websites? Uh, let our listeners know what's going on. So you can uh, you can find us at severancebeer.com. I like how he's Googling it right now. I don't know. My, my wife. So... My wife. We should not leave it at that. I don't know my wife. All of our social media. <laughs> she handles the Facebooks and the Instagram. So uh, you can find us at Severance Brewing on Facebook. You can find us at Severance Brewing on Instagram and severancebeer.com as well. So, so far, I'm three out of three. Thank you very much for, you bet. for that. Yeah. Um, they got cool glassware, nice merch. Oh, yeah, you, you have one of those really nice, awesome Bell IPA glasses, which I really like, too. So come here, get some shirts, and, uh, get some merch. I get one of those lumberjack shirts like uh, uh, Ross and Mark are wearing. Like Ross and Scott? Or Ross yeah, and Mark? Ross yeah. and Mark. The red ones? Flannel plaid. Scott's um, wearing the uh, peanut butter I'm, tie-dye. Yeah, you can buy um, uh, 
already used brood uh, brood in boxers here, which is really cool um, for the panty sniffer crowd. They they smell awful. Jesus well, Christ. depends so, on. But <laughs> real quick story on the Dewitt. Gotcha. So that that is one thing that did catch Adam uh, Dewitt was uh, he got a pair of panties sent to him in the mail. What? Oh, really? Uh, apparently, there is a service that you can actually go pay for where you just, to joke on somebody, send them, type their address in, pay them $5 or whatever. They send it from, like, the UK or something. Really? It comes with a piece of underwear sticking out or lace sticking out from the envelope. <laughs> with like a big panty sniffers or something dot com on the front of the envelope. That's my type of joke. His, uh, yeah, his his friends apparently sent that to him in some drunken stupor. So that would be great. Came, came about eight weeks later. He texts his friend up. He's like, "What is this?" He goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, we gotta look that up. <laughs> New things to Google. All right, so, uh, hey, guys, we want to thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, without whom this podcast can happen, along with you, our listeners. And to you, we say, may, may your glasses be full and your, and your spirits, spirits high. high. Cheers. Check out Severance Brew. This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more information, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You, too, can support our show by supporting them. We have merch for sale that you can purchase from our Shops tab on Facebook. We also have extra content that you can access by going to patreon.com slash brews, booze, and reviews.